A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, the most positive man in Ireland, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? Why do you have to preface it like that? Because that sets the expectation that I can never be miserable, Connor. <laughs> and I'm often miserable. You are notoriously always miserable. So, I, look, I don't know what you expect from me here, but I am a sleepy boy today, is all I want to say. <laughs> no, <laughs> see, I do. Also, we do have to come clean with everyone here, Sean, is that we decided to start recording half an hour before this, but True. we have been fucking around with settings and not being able to get things right for up to a half an hour, which is half an hour more than I'm comfortable with doing work. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, Connor. I'm still fucking around with settings a little bit, but I'm not, I wasn't going to tell you. Google me threw me down to 93 on the, in, on the, on the out, external microphone. <laughs> Listeners, you just heard that get turned back up in real time. So here, we're just going to roll with this and it's going to be great. Just hope it works. Just hope it works. We're, we've been doing this for four years. Four years. You think we'd be good at it. It's actually our anniversary month. But for it some is. reason, technology has turned on us. Oh, it's, obviously it was all those times I said technology is shit and I'm going back to the candle age. That's true. That's true. I mean, look, I like candles, but I'm not ready to <laughs> I'm a big devote man for a whole Yankee. age to them. The um, But also, just speaking of the four years thing, just again, uh, for patrons that might not have heard or anything like that, we are doing a little bit of a hangout on the 22nd, um, if anyone would like to kind of attend or take part. We're just going to be shooting the shit, uh, might talk about like ranking Marvel movies or something like that. Um, so if you want to join that, you can also head over to the Patreon um, and get a membership, help support the show, you get movie reviews and all that kind of stuff as well. And you'll get to come to the little fourth birthday party for the Heroes for Hire podcast. It's just going to be us in the Google Meet, hopefully with our audio settings perfect, and then just talking shit. That would be absolutely hilarious if the audio fucked up, like, <laughs> during that. <laughs> that would be the perfect time. But, Sean, we've got a lot of news this week. Uh, we've got a lot of to talk to, and hopefully it all holds steady, because I want to get through a few takes. Um, okay, okay. And we're starting this week, we've three trailers this week to talk about. One of them I've just thrown in really for my own amusement, but the other two, 
they're pretty big ones because we yeah. had our first trailer for the Super Mario's Brother Bros movie. I was going to say Bros Brother movie, but that's you don't need to say the second brother. No. Um, <laughs> Super Mario You're right, Bros. Connor, that's trailer. how words work. <laughs> <laughs> um, with Chris Pratt, Charlie Day as Mario and Luigi, we had our first yeah. trailer for this movie, Sean. That everyone was said Chris Pratt's not doing his own voice, right? He's changed it up. He's 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 just grown as an actor. Um, and it's going to be something unique. So, Sean, you've seen the trailer. I know you like Mario. What's the story? Sounds exactly like Chris Pratt, really, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> just like it. Okay. First of all, you, in terms of actors in this, I just want to say shout out to Jack Black on this one because his Bowser voice sounds incredible. Amazing. Uh, um, every single man. part of this trailer, I just want to come in, was amazing until I had to hear Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt being Mario is the weakest part of this trailer and so I assume weird. going forward the movie. Because uh, just even the first shot with Bowser and like the animation is amazing. I know this movie isn't for us, but I was watching the trailer, like, the fucking animation on this is out of this world good. Like, better than it has any right to be for this movie. Um, and then it was like, fuck, this looks really cool. Oh, man. And then there's some funny bits. And then there's some Bowser being a fucking badass. And then you're like, yeah. oh, shit, kids could really get into this. This could be a really good movie. And then as as I'm sitting there, I hear his weird, Chris Pratt's weird half-Italian Half, I don't know if I should be offended for the Italian voice. <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounds like someone on TikTok pointed out he sounds like Linda from Bob's Burgers uh, in a lot of ways. Um, Apparently someone dubbed what he was saying just with Linda's mouth moving and it looks the fucking exact same. It's But it's the fact that he went and he talked so much about how he was working on the voice and he was developing it and it was going to be like nothing you've ever heard before. Mm. And it's just this, it, and it's like... It's so much worse than the existing Mario voice that we have. You know, because Mario has a voice actor and he's had one for decades at this yeah. point. Um, and to just get, like, middle-of-the-road Chris Pratt semi-Italian accent is just very strange. Also, it seems like, lore-wise, it seems like it's Mario's first time in the Mushroom Kingdom in this movie. Ah, I don't want to get into the lore shot. I don't know the ins and ah, outs right. of it all. Um, no, that's fair. But what I, what I would say is that it's... I Look, I don't want to go on a limb, but I would say that maybe, perhaps, per chance, you hire a voice actor to play an animated character. Um, yeah. Do you know what changed all that was Shrek? <laughs> because Shrek was massive and they were like, wait, we get big stars. Well, Shrek Dude. was one in a million because that was the first time it was done. So all yeah. of the big stars put a lot of effort into the voice acting. Mm. Whereas now it's just like big stars, maybe some of them feel they can just kind of coast. Just be like, I just have a good voice. And then they roll but, but with like, that. And there's nothing wrong with being a really good actor in like live action. And then there's also people who are just phys- like literally trained for voice acting and animation. And they're just like perfectly hone their skills to that one thing. And they're like, maybe you should hire one of them to do a Mario voice. I just said, yeah. the guy who has done Mario for like 30 years. That's the thing. And like Chris Pratt is also cast as Garfield in an upcoming Garfield movie. <laughs> What's he doing? What I in don't a range? Know. But it's going to be the exact same voice as this. Just maybe slightly less Italian, but he'll still love lasagna. And then you watch like those YouTube videos of like all the people like flipping between all their character actors and they all sound completely different. Like all the yeah. animation accents to do. And Chris Pratt's just rocking like, all right, lads, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Gar- Garfield or Mario today? What, what are we doing today, lads? Huh? I, well, the same either or, dealer's choice, that's fine. I'll just do it on the fly. I'll make it up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I think um, th- there was a whole big thing on Twitter over the weekend was uh, that Jack Black could replace um, Chris Pratt in every single one of his movies and it would be yeah. the same movie. <laughs> I saw another tweet and it was like, this is just a segment of, oh, I saw a tweet. Yeah, it's um, good. But it was like, please start hiring, you know, voice actors to do character roles in animated movies stop giving it to just big name actors except jack black let jack black do whatever he wants (laughs) jack black um and there was a pitch that was made was jack black and um matt berry uh, oh man as brothers in a movie that is the team up i need matt berry actually went and performed with uh the gorillas uh, over the weekend (laughs) yeah Mapperry has a storied musical career as what well. What a lunatic of a he man. Has, he has a whole album of him, him singing old TV theme tunes. <laughs> I'm obsessed most, with Matt Berry. I love him. the most Matt Berry story. If anyone doesn't know who we're talking about, do you remember uh, the IT crowd, the show? Do you remember Father? That See, guy. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's a dated reference. It's what we do in the shadows now. That's what he's most known True, for. True, actually, yeah. You know? yeah. That's his new, he's been introduced to a whole new audience, but I've been here from the beginning. Oh, <laughs> so in terms of the trailer itself, Sean, haven't seen it, are you more excited for our very first good video game movie? I don't care about this, though. Ah. I don't think this movie should be made. Ah. I, like, leave it. Who cares? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be made. That, that's it. I said it. You're, you're, be, you're down with the kids. I'm down with the kids. It's going to be a made movie. No cap, fam. I, <laughs> I think it might be pretty good. I, well, look, I think Chris Pratt's obviously the weakest link. Charlie Day is cool. I'm chill with him. Just, yeah. I'll Luigi's, watch him in anything. Yeah, Luigi's not as big a deal. Like, it doesn't have a specific... Like act. But I feel like Charlie Day would have more energy in the role. Mm. And like he would actually like be moving around and putting his energy and um, excitement into it. But I feel like Chris Pratt recorded all of his lines on a couch. <laughs> or like, do you know, you watch videos of people like dubbing over Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Yeah. But it was like early 2010s. And so they try and scream into a microphone, but they just yeah. kind of like, they strain their voice instead of screaming out loud. That's what they're... Like, that's the level of voice acting I'm getting from Chris Pratt. I, I, I genuinely, like, watching this, I probably didn't have any interest. And then even just the first bit with Bowser, like, all that introduction scene, and the animation was so good that I was kind of like, fuck, you know what, I might watch this. You know, this is, this is looking pretty good. I would rather watch that stuff as cutscenes in a Mario game, though, rather than a movie. Yeah, that actually does make more sense. But there's so many Mario games. Just pick a Mario game. Give me a new Mario game. It's been like five years since the last one. (laughs) (laughs) And give Jack Black all of the roles. Let Jack Black do everything. Yeah, and don't don't make School of Rock 2. I love School of Rock 1 too much. That's interesting because a hood... You know what's so weird is we've had so many sequels to movies that like nobody cares about. But School of Rock, I would say notoriously, is like universally said... That's Jack Black. That movie was made for Jack Black. And he's yeah. the only person that could do that role. And that's like a really good... It's a pretty good Sunday afternoon movie to have that on. Come, um, that's an any time of the day movie. I used... Uh, there was legitimately a week where I watched... Monday to Friday, I watched that movie. <laughs> and then on Saturday and Sunday, I watched the comment, the kids' commentary first. Yeah, and then yeah. the director's commentary and what, what with was Jack the difference? Black. Well, which was better? 
Uh, I really like the Jack Black commentary. They really go into detail on how cool things were. Uh, and then I really like, uh, I like all of the commentaries. The kids are fun. It's fun to see their take do, on the filming you know, experience. By the way, Sean, uh, I just want to let you know, do you know what movie I watched this morning? What you watched this morning, Connor? I watched this morning Paddington 2. Oh, Start to film. finish. Great film. Lovely oh, way boys. to start your Sunday, Connor. Oh, lads. Just to get up and running for the day, like, you know what I mean? Positivity in your life, yeah, you know. Positivity. A little bit of a tear at the end. Oh, oh lads. His aunt comes oh. back from Peru. If you haven't seen Paddington 2, just go watch Paddington 2. Uh, maybe watch Paddington 1, and then watch Paddington 2. They're both excellent. They're both yeah. excellent. you know what I watched last night? I watched uh, Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton film Sleepy Hollow. Uh, Better or worse than Paddington 2? Uh, it's different. Uh, <laughs> different vibes. But it's a, it's, it's a story about, uh, oh, there's a headless horseman, and then there's this new yeah. detective, and he's like, we should use science. And then it's like, but it's a headless horseman, though. <laughs> Just like, look at him, just grabbing him by his board shoulders, lad. He's fucking headless. What are we going to do with DNA? But it's a very good film. I would recommend it. Right, okay. Um, so we're moving on from Super Mario, the trailer that I... Are we giving it a yay or a nay on the trailer? I, I Look, I'll give it a yay because mm. I want to see that Jack Black Bowser. I want more of that. Give me Pretty good. If you could Mario out of this film and just give me like Luigi fighting that Bowser, I'll be oh, happy out. That'd be great. Um, great. We're moving on, Sean, from Super Mario to Superman. Um, and- <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sick doing it, to be honest. I, I did feel a bit weird. Yeah. It was we're not that true. kind of show, Connor. <laughs> It was halfway through and I went, fuck, I better go for it now. Got to commit if you're going to do it. Um, it's like doing a backflip. You have to go all the way. Or don't you hurt <laughs> I br- I'll break my neck. I don't care. I just want to be cool. Um, Sean, Superman. There's been yeah. a lot of a lot of, a lot lot of of problems with the Superman role in regards to DC and what they were going to do. Um, but recently, a lot of news has been popular, a lot of rumours um, mm-hmm. and theories that maybe Superman will be appearing in Black Adam with The Rock. They're really desperate for people to go see Black Adam, aren't they? Yeah. And so they're fully in on, like, he could be in this. You know, he could be in this. He might be. We're not confirming or denying. But along with that, um, I have rumours, Sean, that perhaps his appearance in Black Adam won't be his only appearance because Henry Cavill's Superman sequel reportedly now in development at DC. Jesus Christ. Did you ever think you would see the day that we would get a sequel to Man of Steel from 2008? It, no, Man of Steel is in 2008. It's it is, isn't it? 2013. What am I thinking? What was the You're Superman thinking Superman was- Returns, which is ah, 06. Yes, similar numbers. I think you'll agree. Similar. They are all numbers. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, Man of Steel then, of course, correct, excuse me. With Zack uh, Snyder uh, in 2013, before Justice League. Do you not remember? It was a great time. We were all but does that mean that everything that happened, happened to yes. that Superman? Yeah, but that yeah, Superman yeah. had very different telling. So it's the one, it's the, it's the theatrical cut, not the Snyder cut, that we have to pay attention to for this second Superman film that comes yes. after everything. But it's a different Batman. Yeah, uh, the Flash is probably recast at that point. No, um, I've heard this week. This isn't in the news, but Ezra Miller was back filming reshoots for the Flash uh, to get the finalized cut of the movie this week, um, and they apologized to everyone, and then everyone was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> right, okay, but 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 maybe there's a post credit scene where like a young kid shows up and he's like, "I'm Wally West. <laughs> I'm Flash way faster. Just, I'm way faster and better and cooler and more down to earth." <laughs> 
<laughs> and, um, I'm, and I'm like, reliable old actor. And then just get like... I haven't done anything bad to anyone. And I, I never will. <laughs> um, so, I mean, the news now we have, um, as the rumours are suggesting, is that maybe Henry Cavill could be coming back for A Man of Steel 2. Um, now, look, once again massive massive grain of salt probably not going to happen but I think they're going off the Black Adam hype to be like reportedly Henry Cavill could be coming back yeah but the 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 way the rumour mill works is that like they hear oh Superman could be back and then it's like oh Henry Cavill could be back but like Superman technically appeared in Shazam but it was just like chest up that we or chest down excuse me yeah that we saw of him so I wouldn't put him like I now look I don't think they can get away with that twice <laughs> I think people would write I think we get lower and lower towards his balls just a, <laughs> just like he shows up then in like shot. Justice League 2 and it's yeah it's just a full ball shot of Superman <laughs> And the kids are like, wow, he's here. Wait, he's got a weird vibe. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't like this Superman anymore. <laughs> uh, when asked to give um, a bit more detail as to why we think, for now, after all these years, Cavill could be coming back, Sean. Mm-hmm. Apparently it has something to do with The Rock. Dwayne used his charisma, and in his own words, this is in part of the report, Dwayne apparently went hard. He went full court press on Warner Brothers and made them go to Henry Cavill specifically, stating that a new deal with Henry Cavill uh, would be perfect. And he was going to, that was like one of his main things. And so if they made a deal with Cavill, it was going to include a new Superman movie. I mean, that's significant. Um, It's it's a terrible reflection of the company that like, the actor in your next big property has to be like, hey, here's what you should do and you should listen to me. And then that's the only way that they talk to the guy who plays Superman. Yeah, like they, they could have just talked to him previously for the, like the other five years, but they were like, no, I'm not going to yeah. talk to him. And then Rock comes in and is like, guys, maybe we should talk to Superman. They're like, oh, Rock. But like if the rumours are to be believed, like Henry Cavill is like, he's showing up as like Hyperion in the in MCU. Like it oh, again, massive grain of salt with everything, but like I think they just I, want Henry Cavill locked into something because do you he's think so Henry good. would go back to them after everything? <laughs> that was I think that was my main question because like even if Dwayne was like like The Rock is like I want you in the movie, yeah, and I mean I would say if I was Cavill, I'm like I'll just do that movie and then I'm out. But they probably don't want them to do one because they're like, well, we either move on or we don't. Like, you're either in yeah. the movie and we have you or we you pick someone else. Um, I, like, that whole universe, and I've said this before, I think it's so damaged at this point that you just have to start again. And you think Henry Cavill would, like, would he be interested? I don't know. I don't think so. I, like, it's, it's, I think he... Now, look, and I don't know the man, I can't speak for him, but from what I've heard and read about the way things were managed, I think he was fairly fucking burned by the studio at the end of it. And he loves Superman as well. Big old nerd. And also, I mean, he's literally, he was born to play Superman. (laughs) Yeah, like he's... He's the image, like, oh, he's so good. I fucking, I, mean, I adore him. The Henry only Cavill. issue is they just made him so sad. <laughs> like, so sad. 
and then and then they made him like dead, weird and distant, and all the rest. Yeah, of then, it. He, like, then he, he was went, dead for a little bit. Then he came back, and then he was sad again. It's it's very strange, and like he needs like a you know at the end of the Batman where the Batman inspires hope for yeah. the people of Gotham. Superman should be doing that from day one. Yeah, you know what's so weird is like the Batman they have now is like perfectly like filling up with hope with kids, and all the kids are like, we fucking hate Superman. <laughs> what a dickhead. It's really strange how that's the the flip that they've made. Because <laughs> that that was like the one locked in thing. We're like, look, there's no need to change that. Superman should be a force of good. Batman, yeah. people are a bit iffy on, but he's also a good guy. Um, but let's change it up. This Superman, everyone hates him, thinks he's a fucking dickhead. But like, but if in terms of the future then of DC, it looks like they would continue with Aquaman, Wonder Woman. Uh, the Flash. Su- Henry Cavill Superman Michael Keaton Batman uh, Batgirl no, Keaton's it- gone now is he though he's, he's still in the Flash oh, he's still in the Flash yeah no you're right but he's not in the Batgirl film so no, technically- that film doesn't exist but I think he's in the Flash as like a su- Flash meets him in a different universe and that's fine no yeah that's a thing but well yeah I guess if Batgirl isn't a thing he's not coming back to the main universe then but then what do you do about Batman? Because I, I don't think Batfleck is coming back. Well, he's not coming like, back to this universe anyway. No. Or, sorry, not Batfleck. I thought you were talking about Robert Pattinson. Robert pa- Pattinson's not coming back to this universe. No, no, he's not Batf- showing up in that Flash Batf- movie Batfleck, for Batfleck, you know what? They might get Batfleck back. But, like, at what cost? What's the point at this stage? They just need to do... They You know what they need to do? Is they need to scrap... If they want to keep Henry Cavill, they can. But just, like, do The Flash, do Black Adam, and then say, we're scrapping everything. And then you make Superman Rebirth, and you just start again. And you do it right. I mean, that would make too much sense. It's like like a sports team. Like, having a team that's mildly okay, and then Mm. they go a few years, they're like, we're going to bring them all back, but they're all six years older and less interested... (laughs) And we're going to make sure we kill it this time. Yeah. Oh, we're really going to double down on how cool they are. <laughs> Bigger contracts. They're all even fresher than they were six years ago. Um, I, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I'm pretty burned on Marvel at this point. Like Marvel, like, and I'm the Marvel guy. Yeah. But I'm pretty burned on Marvel at this point. I'm even more burned on DC. Just yeah. being like, why am I giving so much time towards watching I, I think we I think we're slowly coming to the end of the superheroes um, we're probably I'm mm. probably thinking of like maybe 20 25 26 maybe yeah. fully I, I ge- like genuinely like after Secret Wars I might take a bit of a break interesting from, yeah from from, um, from keeping up with everything you know I'll pick you know and choose it's like the Batman is like I see that as outsider I'm like oh it is that, it's absolutely don't change that. Matt Reeves keep doing shit. Yeah, the Batman, things like the boys as well, like that yeah. kind of stuff. Something different and, like, and not just the same, not not even that everything is cookie cutter and the same, but it's stuff with like actual passion and drive behind mm. it is mm. really yeah, nice you to you see. Don't really, you don't really feel much passion in terms of the DCEU. Like with those, with all of those movies, the, no, and, and I can't is, blame anyone that works on them because if your head, if the studio runs it that way, where is the motivation for oh, you? They're fully picking the movies or doing things based off service. Yeah, and so exactly. like you're just kind of to people who work there, they're just doing what they're told. 
Like, it's just like, okay, well, we want this movie because the survey told us that people are now interested in this movie. People love yeah. Ezra. You know what I mean? They want them back. And look, if there's one thing to come out of all of this is that, like, I have been getting more into comics again. Just yeah. because here's all these characters and the stories are actually like generally well written and pretty good. <laughs> I, I, I've always told the story of how I got the comic books was like I was obsessed with Batman the animated series and then yeah. I watched all of them and then I watched all of the Batman, which is uh, the, the mid 2000s animated show. And yeah. then I was like, Oh man, I love Nightwing, but he's not in a lot of those episodes. Oh, where could I find episodes with Nightwing? <laughs> and I was like, wait, there's like 70 years <laughs> of there's comic so books. much Nightwing. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And it's a new horror movie based mm-hmm. off a video game. And I think that's always locked in as perfect. I think, I think you're perfectly set up for a brilliant movie. Um, your Silent Hills, your Resident Evils exactly. and the rest. Well, how about this? Five Nights at Freddy's movie, officially greenlit at Bloomhouse. This has been going around a while, though, like since Five Nights at Freddy's was a thing. Mm. Like, I remember the film rights being sold and that being a huge yeah, it's, thing. Yeah, it's, it's been in development for quite a while, but finally, I think Bloomhouse has officially announced the film is heading into production. See... The thing about it is, is that we have said on this show about horror movies is that we we don't like jump scare horrors. And that's what Friday Freddy's is. That, that's what the entire game is. It's a game full of jump scares. And it's it's a game where the, most of the enjoyment comes from watching someone, watching Markiplier play it on YouTube, <laughs> basically, and jump around and scream and be loud and funny. Yeah. So, I don't if know you how could, you translate sorry, if, that. if you could explain the plot of Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game, to people so who maybe not So you know. are a night watchman in a like a Chuck E. Cheese-style kids' pizzeria. Yeah. Um, you're a new night watchman, and you're meant to watch over the animatronics, watch over the building at night. You check your cameras, you have limited battery, and you can close doors. That's basically it. Um, but then things start moving, and the animatronics start coming to life. Uh, and... Uh, you, you discover through the lore that there was an incident where a kid got bit by one of the uh, animatronics and now its spirit possesses maybe a puppet that's on the wall. Uh, and so, and then there was also a killer called the Purple Man, right? Okay, and what he shot, did. Shot, shot. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's he enough. stuffed a bunch of kids into the suits and now they're haunted and they're chasing you. I went so deep on lore about this fucking I can tell. game. I can tell. <laughs> it's all still up there. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> I don't have emotional connections with people. But they stuffed a bunch of kids in that lad. Just he stuffed them all in, and then and then there's a whole bunch of stuff, and then yeah, uh, and well, there's like well, seventeen well, games. There's so many games, and they're all there's. Oh, he just keeps making them as well. It's oh, it's terrible, man. I hate it. I don't want to watch this movie. Actually, they should do it like a Blair Witch style <laughs> thing. You start by the way, like ah, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. And then you're like, I fucking hate this movie. Oh, no, because I just remembered how oh, because. It, it, oh, it's, it's this really complicated lore and he keeps throwing in extra little bits that mean nothing and contradict mm. other things so you're trying yeah. I, I gave up in like 2016 I finished with all of this but it's all still up there but yeah, they yeah, should yeah. do this like a Blair Witch style thing and like people discover this haunted pizzeria uh, and it comes it's not jump scary it comes from tension like looking around corners and you know um, like kind of like a 
Blair Witchy Cloverfield kind of thing. You're the, you're thinking of found footage. I'm thinking what? Found footage. Found footage. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that would work. Um, mm. Or they're like they're, okay. So they're investigating the event that happened with the the, the man who murdered all the children, and so you yeah, get all. By that. the way, at the start of the movie, I want you doing like a news report on it, <laughs> yeah, just like you on the TV. They're going, "Jeez, that's terrible!" <laughs> oh yes. my god! But I explained it like I explained it earlier. Like, oh, there's this fucking purple. Oh, dude lads, that- you won't even fucking believe me. This is a fucking head wreck. <laughs> oh, lads. I mean, horror movies notoriously can be good or terrible. It's kind of up in yeah. the air. Um, Jump Scare even more so has a pretty poor track record but video game horror movies I would say are even a tougher they're an even tougher prospect because video game movies in general very hard to pull off very very hard to pull off horror horror movies also very hard to pull off put the two of them together Jesus Christ if this is any way decent yeah like if if your game is like if 90% of it is like now like pop culture merchandise like Funko Pops and plushies at GameStop, I don't think you should then base a film off that, if you get me. <laughs> yeah. Just let it be its own thing. It's already enough. Stop beating the dead horse. <laughs> so we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news, onto another fucking dead horse. Oh, dear. Marvel. Oh, vice. <laughs> oh, topical. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted them. But Blade, Sean, we discussed last week we that Blade was having a difficult time. Um, yeah. The director left a month before production was set to begin. 90-page script was apparently terrible. The script was terrible. It was 90 pages long and Mahashala Ali was like, this is shit. I don't yeah. want to be in this movie. I don't want to be Blade. Um, so they're scrambling looking for a director. But yeah. as reported by the Direct, several insiders have claimed that the filming start date for Marvel Studios has been pushed back, Sean, from Oof. November of this year, next month, to yeah. 2023, um, which is February 2023. So they've pushed it back four months to try and find a director. Okay. I'm not mad about that because there's that quote, um, I think it's Miyazaki, not Miyazaki, uh, Miyamoto said it. Uh, it was like about games. It's like a delayed game is good eventually, but a rushed game is bad forever. So good. apply the same thing to a film because I, I think they can't fuck up Blade, surely. Oh, they will. But they, oh. Oh, no, but maybe they won't. But I mean, the first initial reactions are not positive, but everyone involved is really talented. And so I'm yeah. kind of like, they, they, they might pull it out though. Like they could. They just need to get, like get an ace writer on like get an ace director on and like hire and pay good people basically is what I'm I saying mean, I, here, I Marvel. think I'm going to stick until until they cast someone I'm saying Jordan Peele should be given a bucket load of money and just be like you, we'll literally give you a blank check just do the Blade movie and write it <laughs> as well yeah no that would that would work for me like I would love that um, it's it, it's it, it, it's it's weird because like Blade is one where like we we have an example of what a Blade movie can be like, and that movie's pretty good to be fair. Yeah. Like even just the first one taken in a bottle, pretty like, good. We've we've gone back and re- reviewed that on the Patreon where yes. like, we review like old superhero movies, and I mean it still holds up. Like it's still like there are some moments where you're like, 
okay, some other fuckers always try to ice skate uphill. But Best line same, in cinema. But at the same time, and like weird CGI, like monster near the end. But like, there's so much of that movie that's so good. And even like the nightclub scene at the start is like so iconic in terms of yeah. an introduction to a hero of like, oh shit, he's a fucking badass. It's another level. Like, I think this, like, it, it needs to be, I think it needs to be com- nearly completely different to like in a world where you know Eternals have a giant hand sticking out of the ocean and like yeah. Captain Marvel is zooming around and the Hulk and She-Hulk are doing their thing I think Blade needs to have an entirely different tone and an entirely different look to kind of match with that do people know or they don't know about vampires in this movie what, what way would you run it I think I think it's going to be the general public doesn't know uh, but there's this, you know, underground vampire hunter thing. They're, they've always been doing it for centuries, um, and it's always just under the surface. Could also do it, yeah, I was going to say the other way of, like, the vampire just gets released, like, it's a fucking, it's a laboratory experiment that goes wrong and starts biting people, but then how does Blade exist? Because the idea, his mother gets bitten while she's yeah. pregnant, and then that's when she gives birth to him. So, yeah. Marvel do this, though. Marvel, Marvel do seed ideas as well. Like in Loki, um, Morpheus says something about like, "Oh, we caught a vampire once" or something like that. Yeah. So like, va- vampires do exist in universe. They're just they're they're not super public. It seems. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> that's the way you do. It. Unless you give them like a weird like section of New York, that's like this is the only area vampires are in. Go bad. Yeah, but like like vampires aren't common not like for everything that's common knowledge in like the comics in marvel i don't believe vampires are up there like they're generally as a a a, a villain like in in horror like they're they're generally quite reserved in in terms of notoriety yeah say, or, or or not even like public knowledge like vampires are generally ostentatious and things like that but they're they don't broadcast the fact that they're vampires isn't it, isn't it weird that like the idea like uh there's a hand coming out of the ocean yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel's flying about the place but vampire still feels like oh you'd still be shocked to learn about that though like you see superheroes but it's like oh there's vampires oh fuck oh lads yeah. oh, we're in trouble and I think we'll probably get some of that from Kit Harrington's character uh, the Black Knight <laughs> because he he in Eternals was just like yeah but like Doctor Strange is a wizard so like anything's it, possible I believe anything yeah, yeah, okay, so we're going to move on, uh, we'll, we'll probably come back to Blade at a certain point when we learn a bit more, but for now, they've pushed it back due to the fact that the book report's due in about three weeks and they don't actually have a book, so yeah. they're just trying to figure it out, the, the guys are trying I. to figure it out. It's going to fuck up the schedule later on, but I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Sean, we move on now to a trailer that I have wanted to talk to you about since I seen it during the week. Um, And a lot of people who've listened to the show for many months might remember that we covered a movie called Moonfall. And we were on that Moonfall hype trade for many months previous. Like, very first trailer. um, Sometimes the trailer takes my fancy, Sean. And I just think, this this movie looks so ridiculous that Sean also needs to see it because I've seen it. And so then I turned it into this. <laughs> so, you, see, you put it on the show so I have to watch it. Exactly. Because if I just text you like, oh, watch it, you'll wait the extend, a period of time of the video and then just write back, lol. <laughs> oh, you get a thumbs cool. up emoji for that one, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I have to turn it into work. 
Um, but Sean, we are going to be covering the trailer that everyone's talking about. I'm sure everyone listening to this has seen it at multiple times. Shotgun Wedding, featuring Jennifer Aniston and Josh Duhamel. I mean, Jennifer Aniston is absolutely not in this movie. Jennifer Lopez, I apologise. <laughs> in it, not Jennifer Aniston. J-Lo um, and Josh Duhamel. Um, yeah. As, I mean, I just... If you haven't seen this trailer, what I want you to do before we get into this, I want you to pause it, go to YouTube, search Shotgun Wedding trailer, and then just watch that. Yeah. And we're going to give you a few seconds. Pause it here now. Okay. So we've all come back, and we're all aware. I got a snack. (laughs) You never left. (laughs) But, um, Sean, when you watched this trailer, I really wanted a a second-by-second review. Sean, how did you feel about Shotgun Wedding? Uh, At the very start, I was like, why is Connor making me watch this? This looks like every... (laughs) romantic comedy ever then i was like oh jennifer coolidge is in this that's excellent Uh, yeah and then it it turned and then i was like this seems like tired comedy and then it turns and then the wedding is attacked by like modern day pirates uh and it just becomes it turns into like a a, the other guy's style action movie it's genuinely it might be the most strange trailer i've seen in about five years it's Certain, it doesn't know what it is. It's everything, and it's it's everything at once. Well, would you like to hear a little tidbit or a little fact about this movie, Connor? Go for it. So, the lad who's playing the husband in this, yeah, I, I do know this tidbit, but please tell everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, so he is meant to be the the son of Jennifer Coolidge, and everyone's like, she's not old enough for him to be his son. Yeah, is because up until about a week before filming, that man was meant to be played by Army Hammer. And uh, Army then was eating people, so that's... Actual cannibal Army Hammer, yes. <laughs> I mean, at the time, he was Hollywood sweetheart, Army Hammer. Then he was, was the like, next big thing. Like, he was like, oh, and he's eating people. That seems a bit sus. Like, I'm still into him, but it's a bit fucking iffy. Are you into Army Hammer in a big way? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Although, apparently, people are into Dabber. After, like, that thing on Netflix. That's, I, I, oh, man. I, I have no interest in watching that. That seems no. really unpleasant to me. I don't. I don't want my evenings to be watching that. Why would no. I? Some people love it. Also, apparently, they didn't consult any of the families that were involved oh, in any of the Dahmer murders. Good, lads. That's, that's a not, shit. No, that's a shit bad move. Um, Come on, lads. So I mean, look. Um, originally, this was actually meant to say uh, Ryan Reynolds was originally meant to be in it. Ah. Then they changed it to Army Hammer. And then a week before production, Hammer pulls out, Reynolds is busy. And so they're like, right, who else have we got? And so Josh Duhamel comes in and he's now the main man. What what this trailer really said to me was, at the start, it's like every rom-com, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like comedy rom-com. Then the ex-boyfriend shows up and you're taking off. Oh, could be some here's, trouble. In here's the palace. antagonist. Here's the here's threat the, of the film. Here's the threat of the film. But I, I mean, it's not much of a threat, but still, it's a threat of some sort. But then what happens is there's the it's like the movie took a whole bunch of cocaine in the middle of the trailer. And then pirates show up. And then there's a scene where Jennifer Coolidge is, like, firing a machine gun. Firing an AK at him. And the, I think what happened is that an intern was, like, he was he was carrying two scripts up the stairs, right? And he tripped. And he hastily shuffled them all back together. <laughs> they won't notice. It's they won't fine. notice. They'll never pick up on this. 
And then they were like, oh, this is a really interesting take on a rom-com. And he's just standing there sweating the whole time. This genuinely is a movie that I kind of want to watch because it looks fucking atrocious. Yeah. It's it's trashy, like, but fun, it it seems. It's one of those, though, like, as you said, like, it's the other guys, or, like, Naked Gun. I was getting, like, vibes from A bit of that. It's it's very, like, and it's actually the same makers of The Proposal, if you ever saw that with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock. But I would then say, do you think it's aware that it's also that, or is it like I I don't know. Though I couldn't understand the vibe. Was it, is it aware of what it is, or is it like going hard at a certain thing, and everyone's just kind of giggling at? Um, I I I don't think it's. I think it no. I think the directors know exactly what it is. Like I don't think any of this is. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of an example of how this could be done badly. I don't think it's like a grown-ups style comedy, like Ooh. that kind of Adam Sandler and his friends stuff, which has its place and things like that. Um, but it, it's it's closer to, it seems to me closer to like the other guys or like even the Legally Blonde kind of comedy, you know, yeah. where there's things yeah. happening and then it's a bit larger than life, but it's still kind of grounded in reality uh, yeah actually the other guys is a great I think this is what if the other guys were in a movie where they got attacked by pirates this is what would happen yeah yeah and like it's gonna be it's gonna be funny because you know if that were to happen in real life that would be horrifying and terrible did you so, see this shot of the ball singing everyone yeah. at the wedding singing <laughs> it's very strange I don't know is that before or after the pirate attack I don't understand. And then the end of it is Jennifer Lopez with like a shotgun just firing into the air. I mean, I like it's 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 batshit insane. Is this the new Moonfall for the podcast? Then, I, I really to- hope it is. I, the problem is Moonfall was so terrible, like such an atrocious idea. Yeah. And, and like we will keep up with Roland Emmerich or whatever he's doing next because it's definitely going to be really? shit. Do yeah, because it's to? shit. He's, he's absolutely he's robbing living that man. But we got to keep up with him because, I mean, at the same time, that my favorite bit about Moonfall, if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, it's the movie where the moon falls to earth. Now, I know what you're thinking. How does that happen? Shut up. That's why, right? But mm-hmm. halfway through, the moon falls, right? Starts falling. And the earth gets flooded. And there's a moment in the movie where our two main characters are in a hotel room and the flooding is like rising outside and like everything in the city is destroyed and they decide to go for a nap. <laughs> when you got to sleep, you got to sleep, my friend. You can't. Oh, I'm sleepy. <laughs> you can't make the moon rise on an empty uh, brain. Hmm? No, I did my best there. On an there. empty sleep schedule. Um, that, I just thought I'd see, I think I'd see it at least once a week. And I start giggling to myself. Um, <laughs> just like, they're outside and the whole fucking city is just in flames and everything's just on fire but simultaneously flooded and they're just like out the window like, fucking uh, look, uh, we'll have a fucking nap. Time for a bit of shut-eye, me thinks. <laughs> Anyone counting sheep? Because I'm about to go sleep sleeps. <laughs> the shotgun wedding is actually coming to Prime as well, so it's going to be very easy to watch. Uh, yeah, 27th of January. 27th of January. Fucking mm. new year, new movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is just a really small thing that I noticed. Did you mm-hmm. know Knives Out sequel? The Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, is coming to theaters for one week. Yeah, because it needs to go in for an awards nomination. It has to be in a ah, theater. Ah, right. I was wondering what the deal with that was. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Because Netflix paid so much money. For that, also, it's a weird dystopian future that, like, the first movie made like 
quite a bit of fucking money in like a whole series of movies that haven't made a lot of money since and they're like ah yeah we'll just put it on streaming it'll be fine yeah it's yeah look it's it's uh, that's the thing but i like with the award stuff netflix also did it with like power of the dog and stuff like that last year it has to screen in like a certified theater right. um, and that's how you get it in for awards contention uh so it's out on the it's on netflix on december 23rd Although, if you're lucky enough to see it in the theatres, I would recommend going to see it if it's in a theatre near you for that week. Yeah, that'll be interesting in terms of, like, the... Because the first one, um, it was designed... It was all shot digitally, but it was, like, designed to look very, like, shot on film. Like, it Mm. looks amazing. So I hope they keep that for the new one. Um, And also the audio mix would be interesting as well, because you ever have the difference between, like, something in the cinema and you have speakers all around you. And then at home, when you just had the two speakers on your TV, it, like, and, it sounds... and like one of them doesn't really work that well, so it's like one of the speakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like it's just it, 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 whether they take the Netflix version and put it on the cinema, or they have the cinema version and they put it on Netflix. Mm. That's where I'd be curious to see. Yeah, that, I. It's just I just wanted to do like a weird uh, promotional plug, little plug movies. Good. Knives Out, first one, quite good. Really, really good. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm guessing, go see it. It's it's going to be pretty good. Um, Give it a watch, I'd like it it to make break a few records or so about Netflix. It definitely won't. I'd like it to win a a little award for itself. I think so, too. And and I think Ryan Johnson, I think people might, like, go mad if he wins something. (laughs) (laughs) That man, like, he's a good writer and he's a good director. He just... yeah. Star Wars was that that was a sinking ship uh, like yeah he jo- he anyway. joined JJ kind of put a hole in the boat and I was like here you go yeah. <laughs> here's your boat time for the captain to abandon the ship <laughs> um, so Sean we're moving on um, our, I have a bit of a new story in regards to Marvel a Marvel movie that could possibly be coming down the line now here's the thing this is a terrible idea first of all okay but it's also come from Vin Diesel himself so mostly it's all terrible ideas coming from that man but Sean you might have noticed that Vin Diesel's character Groot got his own series recently he Um, did and everything's going well Uh, it's called I Am Groot it's absolutely fantastic Oscar winning performance it's amazing Uh, no everyone loves it alright but here's the thing once the series starts doing well What's going to happen with a movie? So Vin Diesel has brought apparently to the Marvel's execs that perhaps maybe a Planet X solo Groot movie could be in order. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts on this idea? (laughs) Vin Diesel wants money? Vin Diesel knows that like his big franchise is coming to a canonical end. (laughs) And so he's like, I need to secure something for the future i need to secure the bag <laughs> yeah so like i don't want to I, like that's a movie like if we're talking about me picking and choosing things i will not see the groot solo movie and Who see cares? the thing is uh, planet x is the planet that groot comes from yeah um and so the idea is they make a movie just based on planet x where there's a whole bunch of groots i think is that the idea yeah like he comes from like he's groot in the comics is like royalty like he comes from like the royal family of Planet X. Um, Do you think Marvel would go that low? <laughs> like would they scrape that deep in the barrel? I mean, maybe. I, I think that's like a Phase Seven idea, surely. Like uh, uh, that's a. I I I think it's it's too risky of a choice. Not because it's a good idea that might fail. Not that kind of risky. Mm. It's too risky because it would be like embolic of. 
everything that people are complaining about with Marvel. That it's just made for the sake of it and just made for yeah, like, oh, I you'll think, watch this. And, and I think it's one of those like, oh, people like Groot. Let's have a whole show based on Groot or a whole movie based on Groot. I don't know if that's why people like Groot. Groot, yeah, Groot, in my opinion, like people, like, people do like Groot and people like Groot. Groot, in my opinion, is the best in Guardians 1. And then I don't yeah. care about him at all after that. That's like, so interesting. I, I feel the exact same. Like, Baby yeah. Groot, I mean, is great for the memes. It's the great memes for and the merch and the, the t-shirts and, and all the that. It's sold a shit ton. But I mean, in terms of as a character, I think he's never been more interesting than he was in number one. Exactly. Yeah. And you had this sense that he was like wise um, and he knew what he was doing and he cared and he had a heartfelt moment in death. And yeah. then it's just like, and now he's a baby. And now he's sulking. He's a teenager. Look at him. He's a sulky teenager. And it's like, okay, like, cool. But yeah, I, it's so weird because if they had like a Groot, if they hadn't killed him, although that takes a lot of emotional resonance from that movie and one of the best mm. scenes over. But say that character's still around, they have the adult Groot, they probably could get away with doing a series on that character. I think people would watch it a lot more yeah. than if it's baby Groot. Yeah, but if they do a Planet X thing, it'll be Teen Groot on Planet X. Yeah, tr- Becoming a member of the royal family um, kind of thing. And he'll suddenly like- be able to talk because he's at home. That's something that what, What's the likelihood of this happening? Uh, I would I would put it at a 3 out of 10, personally. And would you give Vin Diesel money? No, never. Not in any <laughs> world whatsoever. I, I actively try to avoid giving him money. <laughs> yeah, I, I actively don't spend things, don't spend money on things that he also spends money on so I can devalue them. <laughs> I can't cares. Um, so we're finishing off Movie Mondays this week with a bit of a deep dive because we had oh, a pretty, pretty heavy good, good trailer. Word, good wordplay there, Connor. Thank deep you very dive. much. Because Black Panther will come. Because he's in the water. <laughs> I think we all got it. Right? Name Panther will come forever. Trailer number two dropped during the week, Sean. Yeah, and I mean. Look, the first trailer was really, really good. This second one shows a whole hell of a lot more than the first one showed. Yeah. Um, And so I'm really intrigued as to where you are on this, because I know you hate when trailers show more than they need to. They show a lot of Namor. They did show a lot of Namor. Now, that's the most hype part of the trailer for me, because he has his little fucking wings on his ankles. He's and you said, wings. you said they wouldn't do that, Connor, but they did. <laughs> I said it looked dumb, which I still think it does. No, it's, he, like, he, he can double jump. Like, he can just step up in the air. Did you it's see really him double cool. jumping in the air? That was yeah. so cool. Wasn't it class? Um, yeah. But it's like, they did show a lot. They showed this, the full Black Panther suit in it like mm. the new one um and it's like it's basically confirmed to be shorey right i mean it has to be Sh- surely it's shorey oh very good thank um, you um so like i don't like i it, part of me is like maybe it's someone else if they're showing this much of it but mm. i like i don't think anyone's going to be at all surprised by that reveal that she becomes the new black and i also think people are like expecting it in terms of like oh yeah that's the logical Next step, yeah, yeah. Cool. There's like, and there's pre- there's precedent for it in the comics and everything like that. And the new Black Panther suit looks quite cool. Um, I do like the 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 look of it. Um, and, and in terms of, I mean, like, I know Namor's a bastard, but yeah. you've kind of said for years, I'd like to see Namor in the Marvel world. See yeah. what happens. 
Um, the logical next step was what I can gather from this trailer is that there's an internal struggle because T'Challa's dead and so Namor's like I'm going to be the new leader of the un- of the land and of the sea and I'm the logical next step yeah I think the idea is that yeah there's a power vacuum in Wakanda at the minute because T'Challa passed away um, and then the I think I think I read somewhere that the argument that Namor has is that Wakanda opening up to the world affected um, the underground, the underwater city, um, and like they were never consulted, they were never considered, and so they're going to take power in Wakanda, and they can. I think the thing is that they'll close it off, and they can be isolated again. That might be some of it. And I mean, I think that's the, like a really logical step of like you have this these two like proud areas that are like, well, no, don't. Like, we're in charge. This is, yeah. our, this is our place. And then Namor comes in and is like, I should be in charge of everyone. Like, I'm yes. the Do you not know I'm the king? They I'm do big cool. up Namor a lot in this trailer. Like, the... Like, they're, and they're saying... They're calling him, like, the, the sea dragon the, and things like that. The feather cool serpent name. god. That's it. Yeah. Um, Like, they're really setting him up as a powerful antagonist in this. I have I have a question, Sean. Yeah. I have a question. Right, Namor. Known bastard, right? That's fair enough, right? Yeah, bit of a prick. We originally think he's the antagonist. He's locked in. He's the antagonist of this movie. But Namor, the actor who plays Namor, has come out and stated very clearly he's not a villain, he's an anti-hero, right? Yeah. Now, my brain, and I'm, I've read a few rumours as well that maybe have corroborated what I've said... Uh, by rumours I mean other people on the internet Sean um, oh. idiots like myself um, that have said maybe Namor isn't the villain by the end of this movie perhaps he's been tricked into fighting the Wakandans perhaps by a certain overpower a bigger power perhaps a puppet master if you will ah. who all he wants to do is cause doom I have heard this uh, I have uh, okay, and look, okay, I've heard this is all we're gonna say, uh, but I, I, I think that's okay. I think like Doom having a fucking hand in international affairs—that's very Doom. That's very, I mean, yeah, very fuck Doom. With people just like yeah. just really poking bears and then just walking back and watching that like blow up is like pure Doom. Yeah, and um, setting him up. This is the last movie in Phase Four, um, so. That is setting up the, you know, Secret Wars is coming up. So setting up the next big bad of the next, like, two or three phases. That's a, It's a good time to do that. So I wouldn't be surprised. And that, that I think, would be a good way to and I'm get our first taste like, of Doom. Okay, you have, like, Namor and his people. You have Shori and her people. I want Latveria to be the most powerful of all these places. So I need to take these two out by making them fight each other. And then that Viria is going to be ultimately the best place. Yeah, like it's, it's. I'd I'd like Doom. Yeah, it's 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 setting up Doom and his whole thing of like, yeah, Latveria. I want to be the best leader. If I control everything, everything will be okay. I'm the only one who can save him. This big god complex Doom setting up that early and getting that out of the gate. This is what he's about. He will cross any line, kind of a thing. I think that like that makes sense to do it, and he shouldn't be introduced in like the film before Secret Wars. 
And still, my follow-up question to that is, Kang, we know, is going to be, like, the main big bad. Yeah. But then is Doom also the main big bad? You've got two big bads then of Phase 5. I think Doom is going to... Here's okay. Here's my here's my pitch. Oh, right? we've got theories. We've got theories based off this trailer. Doom is going to put an end to Kang. That's how it's going to. Kang is going to be the most powerful, the biggest badass. Like he's going to be kicking the shit out of Ant Man in Quantumania. Uh, <laughs> he's beating the shit out of Paul Rudd. <laughs> but he's going to be like, and he's going to be, or he's going to be like, no one can stop Kang. This is this whole thing. They have the Kang Dynasty. They have to fight him, and then Doom is going to kill him, and then Doom is like. This and this is that like battle world is like all the incursions are happening and Doom kills Kang in, like in front of everyone. Why not? Uh, and then battle world. Happens. How is Doom going to overpower Kang, though? Dude, Doom will. Doom at this point presumably will already have the power of the Beyonders in my head, which would supersede the power of Kang. Go listen to For the Molecule hell. Man Hero Zero, uh, and I, I go into that a bit more detail. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's it's all up there. That's how you establish Doom as like, no, he's the real threat. You know, yeah. have him defeat the the other strongest guy, like a Dragon Ball villain, <laughs> like a like a Dragon Ball villain. I mean, yeah, I think Doom being introduced in this is like the perfect time because I feel like Namor. Although, what do you do with Namor then? Because like Namor, someone that nobody likes, like canonically. Um, yeah, do you yeah, just have him as like a. Do you have him as like the Atlantean who's like, I don't like the or the people who are on the land, but I'll help out if there's a big, big enough battle. If, if like in the comics, if Atlantis is threatened, Namor will get involved. That's basically how it is. Um, right. And in this one, I think Atlantis is called like Talokan in this one because it's like more Aztec themed and stuff. Um, I think Namor will just try and protect his city S- similar to doom in fact um namor also is on the quote-unquote bad side in secret wars in the comics like he he sets up a team called he the cabal joins to- the baddies does he yeah he does yeah Interesting. He's a, he like full-on destroys other universes mm. um to to now not as much as doom i think doom destroys 96 separate universes <laughs> during Secret Wars. Just the 96. He stopped Something the like that. It's a ridiculous yeah. number. But I think Namor, we will see where he's coming from in this. Like, he's he's not nice, but he's doing it for good reasons yeah, for his yeah. people. Like, he's what that you, kind of ruler. What did you think of the new uh, Iron Suit? I like it. The, the Now, it might just be a trailer thing. The Inside the helmet cam looks a bit 2D. Like, things are mm. just, like, layered flat on top. Um, but they kind of nailed that effect with Tony Stark, so I assume this is just like early trailer footage. Yeah, um, I mean, like, I, you have to in, introducing Ironheart in this movie as well as a perfect. Like, I, I think that's really good. I think like Wakanda's the place with all the technology. Ironheart's here. Ironheart would like to create a brand new suit. Not quite sure how it's all going to work. And you, you had a theory last week that Tony Stark was going to come back. At some stage. That was in the Armor um, War series. I think he's going to show up. Not a series, it's a movie now. I think he's going to show up in that. And in I some. mean, I think Greery Williams is also going to be in that movie. And so, yeah. like, does make sense. But at the same time, I yeah, I seen the suit. I was like, that's pretty cool. But also people might get confused and be like, is Tony Stark in this? <laughs> they, just <laughs> see, like, they just see, like, the flying suit and they're like, wait a minute. Well, I think we're um, going to get a few different suits in this as well. Like, probably the first one is kind of scrappy and, like, tied together. And then she'll like 
go to Wakanda and she'll upgrade and then in the big fight she'll probably have like a sleek you know canonical oh, yeah, yeah. like iron they'd, iron, they'd have like a Spider-Man homecoming style where, like, yeah that kind of thing her suit then works into better stuff yeah um, yeah I mean this trailer I think is really really great really cool to see like just in terms of um, like the action scenes and there's a great bit with the car with the spear going into the bottom of the car and the car spinning it around yeah I forgot that car right chase in the first Black Panther that was really good so good that was so good and like like Coogler knows what the fuck he's doing with all he, this stuff like he's yeah. so talented um, he does understand the characters and things like I like I, I really want this movie to be good but I'm really nervous <laughs> I think it could be. You know what? I'm kind of... I'm going to put in all my chips. I'm going to say Black Panther's easily going to be the strongest of this phase. Um, Think so, yeah. It's going to be like the proper send-off in this phase five. Like, this is fucking really good. And everyone's going to forget the rest of phase four. It's like, I'm excited for phase five now. It's going to be really good. But I wish there was like another... A bit of a break before the next property. Because the next thing is coming out in like February or something, isn't it? Like, yeah, or, no, February is... Is that man fe- February? Quantumania? Uh, let me just very briefly or that might here. be next year. Phase 5 release dates. Um, so we have... Okay, it looks like we might be getting a bit of a break until... Uh, is this in order? This looks like it's in order. <laughs> it's absolutely uh, not in order. <laughs> no, it's absolutely not in order. Uh, oh yeah, February 17, 2023, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Yeah. Then Guardians 3, then the Marvels, then Blade, then Captain America, New World Order, then Thunder. Blade is not going to be in that slot, can I just tell you now? No, they don't that's... start filming until February of 2023, and they have to come out for November of 2023. I, I don't think so. Oh, and also fucking like Secret Invasion and all that shit's happening. Like, yeah, it's fucked, man. There's so much. Give me a I, no. I want like a six month break where I can just be like, "Holy shit!" All of the uh, doom just showed up at the end of Black Panther two. That's actually a much better way of doing it. Just have him pop up and do nothing until June, yeah, of the next year. And you have to fucking wait. Sean, <laughs> I think that's it for this week's movie Monday. It's been a, it's been a week. It's been a week. A lot of trailers, a lot of news, a lot of rumors. Connor, yeah. Uh, would you like me to take us out? Yes, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thank you to everyone over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Um, $5 or more a month over there. You do get access to movie reviews and things like that. Any amount will allow you to join the Google Meet that we're having on the 22nd. So if you want to join in on that, do head over there. And shout outs, of course, go to Roisin, Chunky Lobes, Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Technically Fine, Evanson, Spooky Waffles, Bones Rattling, Ghosts Wailing, Wolves Howling, David Clark, Sean Chuckin in the Wash and It'll Be Grand, Jamieson, Dominic, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, Funny Observation, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Lord Smish, two M's, one Y, but not where you think, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Buster, Ed Ball, and Sean. Shout out to new patron Sean. Uh, spells it the correct way, is all I want to say there. <laughs> Um, but thanks everyone for the continued support you're unreal you're absolutely amazing there are other ways to support the show then there's a merch store link below here's for hire.ie forward slash shop twitter's at heroes for hire pod the four is the number four facebook is detective Dillman's discussion group instagram is heroes for hire podcast and the best way to ever help out the show is to just tell one human being that we exist just a one please and I think that's about it Connor. I think so so I've been Connor Lawley I've been Sean Meehan I shall see you on next week Bye. Bye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.